ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. I've been sitting at the border of love when dots connect and there's an order above. And there is no one that can touch me when it's the same thing coming again. I feel I gotta say I'm gonna walk. I won't quit until I get to the bottom of your heart. I'm gonna walk. I won't quit until I get to the bottom of your heart. Hello and welcome to the Lincoln South Show, episode number 297 on the road to 300. I'm Blake. Moving on to my co-host, the man in the middle of the Mark, Dad, how you doing? Hey, doing fine. It's a little cold outside, or as what people say, it's a little nipply out. Well, it, well, for people hearing this, it is 2020. People are hearing this, which is crazy. <laughs> we are in a new decade. This is our first show of the new decade. Where and the hell did 2019 go? I'm happy it's over. I'm not going to lie. Oh, the, way the, the way the year has been, I'm happy it's over. Um, yep. The biggest deal of podcasting is Sal is not here. He is recovering from his New Year's hangover Boo. still. Boo. So we'll deal with him next week as the, as the whole team comes back together next week for our first show. That's what happens when you can't handle your margaritas. Um, but as um as we try to do for our big you know, Japan show, we have a special guest on the line. I time guest, and I, I, I I'm trying to reach out to some um as uh, to some new people for 2020. So our first time guest from the PW Torch. I am doing all right. Um, my name is Kelly Wells, and on The Torch, I do the recaps for NXT. I also am the host of the NXT podcast called PWT Talks NXT, and I'm also the host, as of a week and a half ago, of NWA's podcast on that website, um, and we call that 10 Pounds of Talk. So if you want to hear me be glowingly positive about everything, listen to that NXT podcast, and if you want to hear me... Um, try to make sense of a sometimes weird product. Listen to the NWA podcast. <laughs> I can agree with that sentiment. I can agree with that sentiment with the NWA. They're not weird. They're just different. They are very different. Um, they are, you know, some of the weird is good. Um, and some of it is just weird. Well, Kelly, we'll have to get you on here later on in the month to talk about the um, NWA. Then when their pay-per-view comes up at the end of the month, we'll have to do that. NWA, me, sure. We we talked about Into the Fire, and it was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> what is happening around here? NWA power. Yeah, the next show was called um, what is it? Hard Indeed. Times. NWA Hard Times. Is that the next one? Hard Times. Yep. Hard Times. Mm-hmm. I wonder where they got that name from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, let me uh, get to the plugs here. Help support the show up and find all the platforms where you can find this show and other projects we work on on the newly revamped TheBlakeAssassin.com. It's a South Park. I'll read it for him. You can also buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from our Public store. Go to the Public link on our website or go to Public and search The Blake and South Show. Also, go to Patreon.com slash The Blake South Support the show and hear this show com- and every single show commercial free for just $3 a month. Are we offering our Blake and Sal show towels? Not actually, an item available. Damn. Before we get into things, I have to do a quick promotion real fast. Um, this past week, this pa- um, the today is a new episode of Pod on Pod with special guest Brian Fritz from Between the Ropes. That's exciting. Um, also, we have a brand new music special over on D5 The Mighty Ducks, courtesy of composer David Newman. So that's exciting. And I will be on All About the Mighty Podcast this coming Monday for the 2020 prediction show. And you can hear how badly I did on my 2019 predictions. So, I, yeah, trust me, I, did, I think I did worse on there than I did on ours. Did you uh, do a little less than 50? Um, I did pretty bad. Um, so, that, that's that. Um, and now we'll get started here after we throw to our first commercial break. It's so way cool for the Easter boy, Ric Flair, to come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. Oh, what a rush. Oh, it's me. But don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. I could have went higher. What a wonderful phrase! <laughs> Stop! Listen! Because. Because. Because! I am Lance Catamaran. of the year. It is Wrestle Kingdom week. It is Wrestle Kingdom 14. And I should say Wrestle Kingdom weekend because it's two days, which is insane to me. I've heard breaking this into a two-day Tokyo Dome event. Before we get into the show, Kelly, how do you feel this being a two-day event? Um, when they announced it, I thought that's perhaps a little bloated. I'm going to I'm gonna watch every second of it. I'm going to love every second of it, I'm sure. And when I see all these talents on every Every uh, doing all the things they're doing, I'm sure I'll, it, it, I'll be happy about it. Uh, but it just it seemed so big. But now we've got all these Liger special events and everything, and now it feels like it's earned the two days. Yeah, we have a lot of title matches. We have Liger. There is so much going on. Uh, let's start on the traditional January Fourth show. Okay, and um. Kelly, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now. I am terrible pronunciations at times. <laughs> okay. As I always tell Rich, I'll Mann, pronounce them for us. Yes. <laughs> no problem. As I always tell Rich Fan, I may need help with pronunciations. Uh, <laughs> we will go from the bottom to the top of the card on day one before we get to the big matches. 
Um, let's see if I can do this. Or if you want to join the first match, because there's a couple of things I don't even know how to say. Uh, yes, the first match is going to be Satoshi Kojima and Hiroyoshi Tenzan against Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi. Um, this is it's throwaway. These are all these are all, all former champions, um, former guys that were on top. And uh, as a tag team, Kojima and Tenzan are one of the real legendary teams in New Japan. Um, this match will probably open it's more or less a throwaway uh ten cozy that's tenzan and kojima will probably win this um and it'll be kind of okay nagata can still go kojima can still go tenzan's fine and uh and nakanishi definitely still exists um it it'll be it'll open and it's it's fine i have to go with tenzan steam the one only because uh how how they are as far as the legend, how they can go and take bumps. I think those guys will, would probably end up on top depending on who does what move or what they're able to do. Yeah, I expect it to be a quick opener, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It'll be a quick opener. All right. Um, let's see here. Next up, we have our... I feel like we always open up these random tag matches. Which I oh, feel yeah. like the... Either the get everybody on the show matches. So... Go ahead, Kelly. You can read this one. I actually know the next couple, so go ahead. Yeah. I think everyone is on this show. Um, the next one is uh, Togi Makabe and Tomowaki Hanma. They won the tag league in both 2015 and 16, but they are definitely way down the card now. They're teaming with Young Lions Yuya Yuomura and Yoda Suji, and they will be against a team of all Young Lions from the new, uh, from the LA Dojo that's Alex Coughlin, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, and Toa Hinari. Oh, Toa's not actually a young lion. He never wins, but he is not a young lion. I know there's anyway, a big like, feud between the LA and New Japan young lions. Is this kind of part of that? Uh, yeah, this is definitely kind of a um, New Japan young lions versus LA dojo young lions kind of thing. Um, the team with Makabe and Hanmo when I assume Makabe gets the pin uh, on one of the young lions, not Fredericks, because it seems like he's kind of a a priority there. He won the uh, the Young Lions Cup here this year. Uh, I would I would assume that Makabe goes over Connors. This should be fun. These uh, these guys in the dojo are all pretty talented. I'm I'm actually pretty interested to see this one, even with nothing on the line. I'm going to have to agree with Kelly. And the thing is with these young Lions, especially coming out of the L.A. Dojo, I mean, these guys are doing things that for young Lions, I didn't expect them to do. Their moves are smooth, they're crisp. I mean, they're really quick. Uh, and you can tell, I mean, they're very physical. So imagine you know, as you go through their training, how much better they're going to be. Yeah, it's hard to do predictions for these first couple matches because it's kind of like the young Lion match pretty much. <laughs> so, let's move on to the first of two. Shoots and Thunder Liger retirement matches. The retirement tour finally ends. It, his retirement tour has become so big that even um, Marvin Allen brought it up on NXT last week. So, wait a minute. <laughs> is, is, is he going to be like a share retirement? Where no, this is it. She, okay. This is the last All few right. days. Okay. Fourth and fifth. Um, this is the... It, are you surprised that his first match is an eight-man tag, Kelly? Um, I'm not surprised that he's doing one more of these. I feel like another singles match would have been great. He Actually, neither of them are singles matches because the other one's a, a triple threat. Uh, 
but I'm not surprised that they brought back some older guys um, from his heyday. It'll be fun to see, but very it could be jarring. We'll see which one of them, which ones are still in shape, which ones can still go. I assume they picked guys that. <laughs> like they didn't cast anyone's sight unseen here. They took a look and said, "All right, you can probably still kind of, <laughs> you can probably still kind of go." Um, these are names, all of them, uh, that are from my youth. The first time that New Japan was on my radar, which would have been in the early '90s, when some of these guys were in a talent exchange with uh, with WCW. So pretty much all those guys, almost all those guys, not quite all. I've got a. Um, I've got a big frame of reference for, but this is Liger, Atsumi Fujinami, Great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask uh, with El Samurai in their corner. He was an awesome, awesome junior. Against uh, Naoki Sano, uh, Shinjiro Otani, he was an awesome heel. Tatsuhiro Takaiwa and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, who's, who's there on a regular basis right now. So I assume we'll get a, an extended Taguchi and Liger segment. Neither one will take the pin, uh, but we'll we'll get hopefully a segment between those two. Kelly's absolutely right. <clears throat> with this. And, I mean, the way Liger still does moves him for a person his age, oh, my God, it's incredible. I mean... You can't see the facial expressions with his mask, and you can't see how it affects him. And I think that's part of the whole mystique with Lager is you don't know how it affects him because there's no facial expressions, and you don't know how old he is unless you kind of go on the Internet and look it up on Wikipedia. The funny part is I told so Mandy, who Kelly is my wife, I told her, that Liger's retiring this weekend, and he looked. He looked at me like he's still wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Because she grew up with Nitro and Raw and everything, so she saw him in the first right Nitro. <clears throat> so it's like the fact that he's still going and he's still good, you know, and he's gonna be able to go out. Like, does, do, you, do you expect Liger to lose? Liger's team to lose this match though, or is he gonna win on the first night here? Um, I would have said for sure that he was going to win, uh, but then I saw Taguchi on the other side, and Taguchi is not in the habit of losing these large comedy matches very often, and there's going to be a lot of silliness in this match. Um, I don't know. Uh, they like to do a little of both when somebody's retiring. It is definitely no guarantee he will win either of his matches. I think he definitely loses on night two. Uh, and he might lose here as well, although I lean slightly towards a victory and Liger going over maybe Takaiwa or uh, Sano. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, uh, but I'm, I'm leaning victory for Liger on this match. Yeah, I was going to think that Liger wins this one because it's kind of the Legends team. It's kind of the Legends team, so why not have the Legends team win this one and then we'll have the actual retirement match the next day? Well, then the next right. thing when he does is triple threat. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get to that. Right. Yeah. But, it, I mean, that's he's kind of like passing the torch. We'll get and, to that and, match in yeah, a little bit. So, yeah, we'll talk about that one. Right. Right there. <laughs> All right, next matchup. I can do this one. Um, Bushi, Sinko Shitaki, Elon Sonata versus El Death Reno, Taki, Murrow Suzuki, and Zack Sabar Jr. Wow. Oh. That is a talented eight-man tag. Holy crap. <laughs> this should be a lot of fun. Right, Kelly? This absolutely. This is a match of uh, guys who you might have thought would be in um, higher, higher profile matches, but on night two, 
some of them will be. So this will be a blast. Uh, LIJ, um, that being the Bushi Takagi Evil Sonata team, they're they're always good for these. They're they're a really well oiled machine. Um, they never team with young lions. They never team with anybody outside the group. Uh, they and uh, Bullet Club and Suzuki Goon are all that way. They will not team with anyone. Um, Bullet Club will team with Hikaleo, who's a young lion, but that's a different story because he's a young lion that's more or less in Bullet Club. So, yeah, and Desperado has been just as great back from uh, injury as he was before. Tai Chi moved up the card a lot this year. Suzuki is older, and he's being kind of de-emphasized, and then uh, Saber, I wouldn't be overly surprised if Saber ended up taking over this faction, if Suzuki ends up retiring in the next year or two, which I can definitely see, and then maybe it becomes Saber Goon, because this before it was Suzuki Goon was uh, Kojima Goon, and uh, Satoshi Kojima was the leader of it, but as he was getting phased out, Suzuki took it over. Um, I think that LIJ will win this, but I wouldn't be saddened either way, and I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for LIJ, but you never know. That's the good thing about these eight-man ties. You never quite know. You know, this whole thing is kind of like Zack Sabre Jr. You know, when he gets in, he likes to dominate. He likes to right away, you know, show the pressure points and the other holes that he can do. And, you know, his cardio is great. Um, and I'll, I'll, okay, I'm just going to say something now, and I've said this many times on the show. I am not a fan of Zack Sabre Jr. I never have well, been. Not, I don't, you, you don't can get either, him. You can either love him or hate him. To me, I like his moves and how he basically goes about it, like where it's part scientific and part submission. And the way he can manipulate the body parts, I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's great. He's he's honed his craft. And I would hope down the road that he can basically pass on all this training to the young lions. True. All right, let's get to our next. Okay, hear me. Let's get, let's get to our next um, match here. We have Yoshihashi uh, Toriyano, Terumiyo Ishii, Roku Goto versus Chase Owens, Yoro Takahashi, Balak Fale, and Kenta. I, I cringe anytime I see Balak Fale in a match, but hey, it's, at least it's not the G1 this time. Um, Kelly, this is, a, this is another crazy eight-man tag. Yeah, Fale doesn't do a lot for me either. Um, I. I feel like he fills a useful spot on the roster. You've got to have that, you know, the unbeatable monster that everybody beats. Um, like he's kind of playing a Kane role or a big show role at this point. Um, yeah, so he's okay. He won't eat the pin here, but, uh, but yeah, he's, I don't look forward to his matches, but, um, but stuffed in a, in eight man, he doesn't bother me all that much. I assume that Yujiro will uh, take the pin here. Yoshihashi might, but he's had a pretty good year actually. Um, so I would assume the faces win this, and maybe even Goto pins Kenta to set up the match on night two. But um, but yeah, it if it's not Goto over Kenta, I would say Yujiro gets pinned by I don't know. Also Goto. I have to go with Killian. I, I think you would want the faces to win and get over. And that way, going into night two, you get the momentum that carries True. you in. So, 
Yeah, because we have a Kenta Goto match on night two. Yep. So we'll get to that in the night two stuff. So that makes no sense to have anything else here. All right, let's get to some time matches. we got a whole bunch here on night one. First things first, we have the IWT Tag Team Championship. It is the Gorilla of Destiny versus Davis Finley and Juice Robinson. What a strange duo this is. I know it's uh, I know in ROH they were a bloodline. They were what were they bloodline? Is the name of it? Yeah, bloodline. But this is not Ring of Honor. So and of course, Juice Robinson is returned to Ring of Honor. Um. Anyway, this is an interesting team. Kelly, what can you tell us about Finley and Robinson from the New Japan side of things? Oh, it's lifeblood. I'm sorry. Lifeblood. So, lifeblood. They've been, yeah, they're they're lifeblood and Ring of Honor. Uh, here, they're, they've always been called Finjuice as a team. They've teamed for a long time. Actually, since uh, since Finley was a um, uh, young lion. And Finley was one of the first young lions to win a couple of singles matches. He didn't win much, but uh, but he was the rare guy who actually got a win over, over named talent, not another lion. So, Robinson and Finley... They're a good team. Uh, I watched every match in the very long, um, I think it was 16 teams this year uh, in the tag league. It, it came out to something like 112 matches. I watched them all because I'm insane. And uh, Finley and Robinson won that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this because they could have done Evil and Sonata again, and that wouldn't have made me sad or anything. But I've seen a lot of Evil and Sonata against Gorillas of Destiny. So, um better to do something different with Evil and Sonata and and do this match. So normally at the January 4th show, you can pretty much bet on almost all the challengers. They seem to, to like to do huge sweeps of title changes, and I definitely think Finley and Robinson will win as part of that um, nice. tonight. Nice. I, I, I... Sure. I was thinking, I was thinking, every time the tag titles always seem to change hands on January 4th, they always do. So, yep. having Finley and Robinson, that would be a hell of a win, but, too, because they beat the Gorillas yeah. Destiny right now, that, that's pretty well, crazy. Yeah, the Gorillas Destiny have, have had the belts for a while, and, you know, they've run roughshod over almost every other tag team, of course, with the, their uh, out-of-ring general, you know, kind of dictating how things go, so... Title change is inevitable, and to put the belts on on Finley and Juice Robinson, I think that's a that's good for business. I, I agree with that, and I think it'd be a hell of a moment. I'm also thinking of the moments here. Well, think about it. Juice had their version of what the North American Championship at one time before the, he um, had, the United States Championship, right? And then he got his injury, and well, we'll, go, well, we'll get the Juice in the U.S. title a little later in the show. Okay. Speaking of that. We have the U.S. Championship. Now, I, I, I get mixed reports on this match that this is a street fight. It's not a street fight. I don't know what this is at this point, but it doesn't really matter because it's the IWGP United States Championship. It is Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Holy shit. This is going to be crazy. I expect Moxley to win the belt. Kelly, what do you think? Maybe. I, I feel like this is their way to finally do the Moxley-Robinson match that they've been wanting to do. And this way, uh, Archer, who's had a really good year kind of out of, out of nowhere, he's had some good years uh, as a tag teamer with uh, David Boy Smith Jr., but Smith is over in MLW now, so the Killer Elite squad doesn't exist. Uh, Archer has been pushed kind of as the big heavyweight in Suzuki-Goon of late, so um, he got that surprise win over Juice for the vacant year. U.S. Championship because Moxley couldn't make it for a defense because that was typhoon season and there was no traveling into Japan. Um, 
this is going to be wild. A lot of this will be outside the ring. It'll be messy and uh, it'll be gross. But when they finally get into the ring, they should be able to put together something pretty exciting. Um, I do think Moxley goes over because then they can finally do their Moxley and Juice match on night two that they want to do. You know, I'm kind of torn only because of the back and forth for Moxley between New Japan and AEW. I mean, I'm looking at this way. Do you want to put a New Japan sure, belt but on But it's him? for a day. At the end of the day, it'll be for a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I suppose if you want to basically uh, cap this thing off with a, a tremendous win from Moxley and then – Goes in to defend the belt and he, and he we'll drops get the it. Night, we'll get to the yeah, next night so, in a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, I would like to see Lance Archer with a belt. And believe me, I mean, he's more than capable of doing it. But when you're up against Moxley, I, I see more of the push for Moxley. I feel like Moxley in New Japan is almost at a different level than even AEW. Like, Moxley in New Japan is insane. <laughs> Which I love. By the way, will he get his young lion back for this match? I'm wondering. Huh. Oh, Shota. Probably not. Shota graduated from the Young Lions, oh. and he's working, I think, the LA Dojo right now. Oh, I know. Shota is... Shota and Ren both just uh, graduated, and... Got it. That was kind of bittersweet for me. I want them to go away because I want to see them come back, but, uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't see them come back until they until they left first. Fair enough. Yeah, Shota and Moxley has amazing chemistry, and I would love to see that. Just for, just for the weekend. Just for the hell of it. Yeah, or, maybe. Maybe. Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, but it's Will Ospreay versus Hiro Takashi. How do you, how do you, where do you think this is going? Oh, God. I, this is going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait for this match. Hiromu is definitely one of my favorites. I like his character. I like his act. Um, and I like how he works. He's just balls-to-the-wall crazy, which, yes, did partially lead to his injury in the match uh, against Dragon Lee, but he had just come off an awesome win in the best of the Super Juniors that it, it, he just he sailed through that, and he was awesome, and then he got injured. Just a month later, after winning that championship, he got injured against Dragon Lee. So um, awesome to see him back. I assume that he wins the championship here. I wouldn't, again, this is one where I wouldn't be totally surprised at, at a retention, but I think you kind of keep the ball rolling with Hiromu because Will is going to be fine either way. He's just, he's immune to, he, he can absorb losses easily just because he can get himself over again just by being as awesome as he is. Uh, I think you keep the train running with Hiromu here. Yeah, I was thinking title change here as well. Um um, Mark Sachs here for the microphone. Rod Osprey, Hiromu Takahashi. That's what we're on right now. I want to see Osprey continue and do do phenomenal things because if you watch him wrestle, it's like watching a uh, how can I put it? It's like watching a machine that knows what to do, and he's always like two moves ahead of whoever he's wrestling. So. I want to see I want to see Osprey basically go to another level with this. Well, I was going to say, Kelly, um, after the G1 and everything, what what do you expect Osprey to move up to the heavyweights at, like New Year's Dash after this after this match? Yeah, I was a little surprised that they kind of kept him in um, 
in that in that role as junior heavyweight champion and had him, you know, he's carrying his junior heavyweight championship to the ring as he did his G1. And in, in the G1, he didn't score a ton of points. I think he went four and five, but that's what you would expect on somebody who was just moving up. Uh, and Shingo Takagi did the same thing on the other side of uh, other in the other block. But um, I do think that his loss here probably leads to him finally going full-time into the heavyweight ranks. And, and, and I think that'll be the best thing for him because then we've got a bunch of fresh matchups that we have not seen because he's already beaten all the Bushis and the Taguchis and all of that of the world. And now we get to see him ply his trade against the heavyweights. So I think losing is probably the best thing for him. Yeah, to move up. Because I know, didn't one time he have the never open weight belt on? For a bit, he did. He had it for a little while when it was kind of that was hot potato for a long time. That title, Kenta's the closest thing to a long-term champion they've had in a while, and it hasn't <laughs> been that long. Um, but yeah, he did hold that for a bit. Cool. All right, let's get to the um, main events here. We got two big main events here that will intertwine in night two. So the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. It is Jay White versus um, Naito. Which is crazy. I can't believe we're doing this. Um, Switchblade, Jay White. Yeah, Switchblade, Jay White. Whatever that means. Um, Kelly, what are you thinking here? I, hmm. Normally, I would pick... This is hard because they're they're doing this mini tournament. Um, normally, I would pick uh, the, the challenger in the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match, but because this is going to unify the titles. I'm just trying to think of where these guys are on the card. Naito, by his standards, didn't really have much of a year. He did okay, but he was kind of floundering for much of this year. And Jay White hasn't been. Jay White's been near the top. Um, and I actually think White's going to win this match and move on to face the winner of uh, Okada Ibushi. I really do, um, just for relatively where I see these guys on the card. I think Naito is probably not too far from being de-emphasized in the way that uh, that um, Hiroshi Tanahashi is right now. Um, I was actually thinking Jay White retained as well. I, it would be weird for him not to be in this big unification match the next day, especially after the year he's had. I, you know, yeah. I see another push for Jay White and like Kelly said, going up and, and, and challenging these other contenders. I mean, and with a belt on him. Oh, we'll get that, to that, that in a minute, know, though, yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of emphasizes that he wants to go to that next step. And now we have an interesting match that was intertwined on night two. One of my favorites. These are two of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan, and I, I'm going to go crazy watching this. The IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. Kazucha Okada defending against the G1 Climax winner, Kota Abushi. Holy shit, we're oh doing this. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I I cannot wait for this. Um, Kota, I actually this year correctly predicted the G1. I picked Kota and Jay in their blocks, and I picked Kota to win. Um, I think Kota wins this. Uh, his, you don't ignore his momentum, and I think we end up getting Okada and Naito the next night. But I... 
I really think that Ibushi is, he just signed this long-term lifetime contract. And I think that is, I think that's why he beats Okada here. Okada here, uh, he's also immune to the occasional loss. You'll know he'll be back in the title picture, but I think Ibushi wins here. Yeah, you were just discussing Okada yesterday and how he's still so freaking young. <laughs> and he's still, and he, but he's amazing yeah. at the same time. You know, it's crazy to me. Look, I, I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking Kodobushi. I picked him to win the G1 as well. Oh, yeah. I figured I picked him last year. And I was wrong last year. So I picked him again this year. I had to be right eventually. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to pick Kodobushi to win this title here, and we'll get to the next match the next I, night. But go ahead. Yeah, Kodobushi is is got to win. I mean, like Kelly said, he he signed this long term contract. And it looks like they're trying to make him the face of the company. I feel like this is a reward for signing with the company right, and not right, going to AEW. Right. And, and no, no <laughs> knock against Tanahashi, but I think they're kind of looking at uh, Kodobushi that when Tanahashi says um, he's done, for him to be the, the main face of the company. Yeah. And we'll get Tanahashi if he makes that night too. But yeah, I, I feel like this is Koda's reward for not going to AEW with, um, with Omega. <laughs> I feel like this is. <laughs> All right. But quickly, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back, and we'll get to night two. Remember, you can hear this show commercial-free at patreon.com slash the Lake Show for $3 a month. All right. We're back for the first time ever with your night two of Russell Kingdom. <laughs> I've never said that before. There we go. All right. We have a lot going on here. More title matches and Liger's retirement match. We'll get to all that. But first things first, let's start with the never open weight six-man tag team championship. I forgot these belts still existed. Uh, So did they. (laughs) (laughs) So did a lot of other people. This was literally the last match announced last week. (laughs) We're just going to throw that in. Um. You know, I'll let you have this one because I announced I pronounced both of these guys' names right the first time, but you could have this one because there's so many names that you talk a lot faster than I do. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen names here. Uh, the champions are Ryusuke Taguchi, Togi Makabe, and Toru Yano. They've actually had a number of defenses, just none of them were recent. Uh, the other teams in this, and I assume this is a gauntlet match like they did before the show last year. The other teams are Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles, Evil Bushi, and Shingo Takagi. Taichi, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Chase Owens, Bad Luck Folly, and Yujiro Takahashi. Um, I go. think the only... <laughs> yeah, no problem. I think the only options here are the uh, champs retain are way more likely... I'm seeing maybe Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. Um, they all had pretty nice years. They're all kind of in a spot where they've been... Yoshihashi and Robbie have been elevated by their new surroundings and um well not Yoshi's new surroundings he's just kind of been more emphasized and Ishii's always good so um and he didn't really get that singles match this year that we really kind of hoped he would just because he's so good every year in uh in the G1 but I guess if I had to pick, and this one's a tough one to pick, I would pick Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. Oh, by the way, I did look it up in the gauntlet match. So there you go. I did, okay. I did look it up as we were talking there. Uh, <laughs> um, this is a over the toss-up because, again, we all forget these belts exist. Uh, <laughs> I almost say, because it seems to be a, change, a title almost every title, 
and this title always seems to change hands like 8,000 times between here and New Year's Dash anyway. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to agree and go with Yushi, Yushihashi, and Robbie Eagles just because there's no real reason behind it. Kelly's telling this smart saying it. So, Dad, what do you think? I, I agree with both you guys. And, and <laughs> Yushi, you know, he's been a workhorse, and you got to reward him for, for doing what he's done throughout the year. So, what better way to reward him than putting a belt on him? Um, by the way, it's listed as a pre-show match. I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> I guess this is a match. That's, that's what they did with this one last year as well. This okay. was a pre-show match. Cool. Yeah. I'm just looking it up on Wikipedia. It's updated. Wikipedia updated. And a lot of time I looked it up. So, All right. Let's get to the main card again then. Let's get to Juice and Thunder Liger's official retirement match. It's Juice and Thunder Liger and Nokio Sano versus Soon Lee, who is Dragon Lee, and Harumo Takahashi. Um, now back to the question, did Liger lose his last match? Kelly, what do you think? Um, I was remembering this as a triple threat with Lee and Takahashi. I totally, totally forgot that this was a tag team match. Um, I do think he loses his last match. I think that's a more, dare I say, romantic way to go out. Um, I think you put somebody over. Uh, which, which guy is it? I would say Lee because he doesn't have that match on the first night, and Hiromu will probably be the new champion at this point, and will already have his... Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be overly shocked if uh, if Liger wins here either, but with Lee kind of on his way up, I think maybe Lee wins here. Yeah, I, I agree with Kelly. I mean, what better way for Liger did his career is, okay, he loses, but he passes the torch to the younger generation and he puts the emphasis on the people that he knows will be able to succeed in the company. And um, right. as, as per tradition, it is tradition in the wrestling business to go out on your back. So, yep. unless your yep. name is apparently, um, I, I forgot who it was that won their retirement match, but remember doing that from um, Jake to St. Roberts before his 8,000 retirement matches yeah. and things like that. And, um, who was the worst in that? Um, who am I thinking of? Um, well, Roddy Roddy Piper had yeah. a lot of um, yeah, retirements. Of the, so there's uh, one. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Terry Funk had his retirement tour. Oh gosh, yes. That's yeah. what I was more thinking of. We're thinking of Terry Funk. Wait, wait a minute. That's How many retirement of. matches has he had? At least at least, at least I've, 20, I've lost, at the minimum. I lost count after sixteen. <laughs> so. All of them. He's yeah, had all of them. And you can see the one number. of them on Beyond the Mat. That's actually where I was thinking of his quote from. Yeah. So, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the industry, you know, they say uh, you want to go out on your back and pass exactly. the torch on. And I expect, I expect Lee Dragon Lee to get the pinfall here. Oh yeah, on Liger. Um, now we're over here. I will ask, how, what did you think of the Liger retirement tour, Kelly? Since you've been watching everything, what did you think of the Liger retirement tour? Uh, I I enjoyed it. I it's he wasn't put in a lot of high-profile matches, and he really only had one singles match, that being with Minoru Suzuki, and Suzuki won, as you would expect the uh, the heavyweight to do. He he wrestled somebody who was close to his age, uh, Suzuki's, because Suzuki's up there, too. He's, I think, 51. Um, but, yeah, I, it, they had a pretty nice brawl and, uh, and a decent match, and Suzuki is the... He's perfect for this spot because he's a hateful scary dude and after the match he um he showed deference and he bowed to uh to liger which is just not a suzuki move and that's why it carried as much weight as it did i 
I thought that his retirement tour was really well done. He didn't he didn't win a bunch of matches. He didn't have to win. Um, and all these, it's been really cool to see the fans in the big cities to the small cities just finally get to see one last match out of Liger. And I'm always going to regret that I never saw him live. My, my thing is, when he retires, I don't know what his plans are. If he continues to be like a trainer or teacher, or if he's basically leaving the industry altogether. I mean, I, I would hope for everything he's contributed through the years that he basically passes this on to young lions or other wrestlers that are coming up in the industry. Uh, I see a Hall of Fame induction for him down the road probably within the next five years. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Um, for those that are listening that don't realize that um, Liger is 55 years old, which is crazy. I would never believe that if I didn't look it up. So, <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. Chris people. Charlton on commentary recently, Chris Charlton said he does not expect Liger to leave the industry. And he said it in kind of a way that was hinting he's not leaving the industry. I don't know what he's going to do, but it was heavily suggested that he'll still be involved. There you go. Yep. All right, let's get on with things. Let's go to the Red Pro British Heavyweight Championship match. It is Zach Sabre Jr. defending against Sonata. This is the one belt that I never quite know what they're going to do because it's really not their belt. So, um, Kelly, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, we got cut off from Zach before. Uh, he's an acquired taste, but I absolutely love the taste. I love holds and counter holds, and every time these guys wrestle, and I've probably seen this match four or five times, um, it's always pretty magical. I, I love it. I think this is going to be fun. Sonata... Kind of be, it seems like Sonata keeps hitting his head on the glass ceiling. Like he's gotten all these really high profile matches. He was in the finals of the New Japan Cup, but lost to um, Okada. He got two championship matches this year, lost to Okada, and then Okada again. <laughs> he um, He's hitting his head against the glass ceiling, that glass ceiling being Okada. So I feel like in the absence of an obvious thing to do with him right now as a single, they can give him this championship that they don't think about very much, and it'll be a mini feud with Saber. Saber will win it back because he always does, but I think Sonata goes over here. I was I would leaning towards Sonata on this one again though. This is, this is one of those belts that I I think everyone doesn't remember that they defended on New Japan show sometimes. So I'm gonna go Sonata as well. What do you think? I gotta go with Sonata. I mean, for everything he's done, you you think with this kind of push he's getting that they would say okay we'll put the belt on you and you know, some of the stuff that Sonata has been doing you know it seems like he can match your hold for hold and when he puts you in that paradise lock I mean that's kind of like how can it be in a sign of like a disrespect but it's all done in fun you know with the fun involved and he's Sonata seems to be more of a how can I put it a lighter fun loving guy than he he's been in the past where he's been kind of dark. He's now kind of more getting over with the fans, and I think he, he's enjoying that. Um, I almost feel like this is not a consolation prize, though, for a crazy year. So that's how it's going to be. Let's move on. We have the Never Open World Championship. We brought it up before. It is Kenta defending against Oroko Goto. Judging um, how, as Kelly said before, Kenta's had a, what amounts to a longer reign than normal. Um, do you expect the title reign to continue, Kelly? 
Uh, wouldn't be surprised. If there are any retentions, I think that this one is possible. I love that Goto has a singles match on the final night of uh, of this two-night show. I, I love it because Goto was starting to flounder a year or two ago. I thought it was a little early to de-emphasize him, but he went to the LA Dojo for a while and was off the New Japan tours, and he got in better shape than he'd been in. He'd been in fine shape, but now he's looking like a brick again, and, uh, and I really like Goto. And I'd love to see him get to the level of a singles champion again. Uh, the Never Open Weight Championship matters a little bit. Uh, not a lot, but it, it changes hands some. It's a good prop for guys to remind you that they're important, even if they're not, if there isn't a seat at the table for them at the top. I, I think that this will be a really good, mean, hard-hitting, strong-style match. I look forward to it a lot. This is an absolute pick em. I'm going to say Kenta, but this is a pick em. Yeah, I, it almost feels like the Openweight Championship is a bigger deal when it's it's on somebody that's really good like Kenta, and it's also in the Bullet Club, which also means a lot. So, it also helps, Yeah, you know? I would have to go, I think I'm going to go Goto on this one, only because of how hard he's been working and, and training and, and slimming down. And, and he's more intense, and you can see that in the way he wrestles. And down the road, I would like to see him with a match with uh, Sonata or basically Evil and have him go for the open weight belt because every time Goto and Evil get together, it's a fantastic match. Valid. Yep. I hope you're right. I hope Goto wins this. All right. Let's get to the um... – the show, the match that you do, they used to open up the okay number. Here we are. It is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match, not a triple threat. It is um Bullet Club, um Taji Shimori and El Fantasma versus Rapungi 3K Show and Yo. I expect to see the title change because I feel they do every single Wrestle Kingdom. Kelly, what do you think? I cannot wait for this match. I absolutely can't wait for it. This is going to be bonkers. It's going to be awesome. Um, Show might be my favorite wrestler on the entire roster. And there, there's a lot of talent on this roster. But I just really like these hard-hitting juniors that can work in all the junior styles. Um, and I love all four guys in this match as workers. I cannot wait to see this go down. I do expect a title change here. Ishimori and Phantasmo held them for... A while, uh, not nearly as long as Desperado and um, and Kanemaru had them last year, but they've had them for a while. I think this is going to, hopefully this gets a lot of time, because this match is probably the show stealer on a stacked show uh, already. Um, I think that Phantasmo will be a challenger for the junior heavyweight singles title before long. Uh, they can't hold that off for too long just because he's had too good of a year. So to free him up for that, not not that they don't do the champion, the already champion challenging for something, but I feel like it's more likely that uh, Sho and Yo need this as a tag team a little bit more as Ish- than Ishimori and Phantasmo do, and then uh, Phantasmo will get his chance uh, at that junior heavyweight title, which probably will be Hiromu by this point, but uh, I think that'll be great once it goes off. Yeah, Kelly's right. I mean, or, or Punky 3K, to put the belts on them, I mean, that solidifies their status, 
and also basically sends a message that hey you know we're here you know we want the competition we're looking forward to basically going against the competition and man show and go i've seen these guys wrestle don't blink because if you do you're gonna no. miss a move I'll think of the same that's thing here. how quick they are i think of the same thing it's gonna be a fast-paced crazy match as i said at the beginning i expect the title change but this is gonna be fun this is gonna be a lot of fucking fun let's just be honest here yep all right speaking of fucking fun the IWGP United States Championship. It is the rematch we've been waiting for. We predicted John Moxley winning the first one, so here we go. John Moxley defending against Drew Robinson. The rematch, we're finally getting it. And this is what I meant before when I said I don't expect the belt to be on him for a day. Because I expect Drew Robinson to win the belt here to finally finish their storyline that was started a long time ago. Kelly, you're with me on this one. I think so. The only thing that gives me pause is I think that Robinson will be a tag team champion by this point. Um, and I don't think they'll have somebody be a double champion right before somebody becomes a double champion in the main event, because I feel like that would undercut that whole double champion thing, even if it is the U S and the tag championships. So although I feel like I'm coming to a natural conclusion of Robinson in both, my head tells me he probably will win one or the other, but not both. Um, and now I'm rethinking that tag team thing. And maybe Gorillas retain and maybe he wins here. Moxley is the big wild card because you know that he's going to probably be in both. They didn't bring him over just to have him do one of the two nights. I think he will do both nights. Um, and Archer will be the odd man out here probably. And he's had a great year and he'll have that good match with Moxley. But I think that this is going to blow off Moxley and Robinson. But he's a wild card because you don't know how long he'll be there, how long he'll tour. Um, he won't do too many tours. He'll probably just pop up every month or two to maybe do a uh, a, a defense. Um, oh, man, I, I, I want to say Robinson here. And then Moxley probably doesn't do any tours for quite a while before maybe some surprise return. Um which makes me rethink the tag thing, but uh, but I'll say Robinson here. Here's the thing with Moxley. I don't know. Like I said, he's the wild card. He's the enigma of this whole thing. I mean, do you see New Japan putting a belt on him and him doing like a Brock Lesnar thing? No, I, 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 I they tried that, and then they couldn't get back in the country and defend it. And that's what I'm saying. They tried that already. You know, <laughs> that's I mean, day, they got much, the belt on day two here. How much does New Japan want him for other matches down the road. I think you'll have like a Jericho schedule where you can come and go, have massive matches, yeah. and then leave. Right, but you don't want to put a belt on him because... Oh, no, but that's, that's what right. I'm saying. You right. Put the belt on him on the 4th and drop right. it on the 5th. Right. That's my point. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to do it. So, all right. Speaking of Jericho, that is our next match. It is the um, the pain maker, Chris Jericho, versus Horozo Tanahashi. Um... We're doing this. I don't know how to feel. Kelly, how do I feel? <laughs> um, I think you feel a little bit of trepidation because this Jericho's style isn't uh, isn't your father's Jericho's style. So he he works <laughs> like that. A big, he works a big brawling style at this point in his career, and he's made it work for him. Um, Tanahashi can do that. Tanahashi can do whatever style you ask him to do. He can adapt to his opponent, and he can have a great match with a myriad of other opponents. If there are 
folks listening to this who are deciding whether to watch it, let me kind of compare him to, say, in AJ Styles um, or a Shawn Michaels in that if you want him to work in a certain style, he can do that for you. He can have that good match with anyone. Um, Jericho can be hit or miss this at this point in his career uh, because he works primarily best in that brawling style. Um, he's the right champion in AEW because he's a big name. Uh, he was absolutely the correct first champion, but he's not going to have work rate um, matches like he did early in his career. Um, because Jericho is over there so rarely, I would say that Hiroshi wins here. Hiroshi Tanahashi is, he's been the man, but he's being de-emphasized. Uh, and that's what gives me pause. I don't know who to pick here uh, because Jericho doesn't need this win because he doesn't go over there very often. And Tanahashi maybe doesn't need it because he's being de-emphasized. Um, as Jericho is the AEW champion. I'm actually leaning towards him winning. I didn't think I was going to say that until just now, but I'm leaning that way because as AEW champion, maybe he has more to lose if he loses this match. I, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Because I'm more thinking of how Tanahashi beat Jericho, but you're right. I didn't even think about him using that and saying, look, I can't lose. <laughs> it would be bad yeah. for me to lose because he doesn't lose off on AEW TV either. My thing is, right. why don't they just, and maybe this is me coming out from another angle, but wrestle to a draw? No one wins, they no can't. one loses. Or is that because of they, the title? I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, I don't know how this, they could uh, do a time limit draw here if they want. I mean, how long are these matches? I mean, I don't know how long this match would be. Normal. Would it be 30 minutes? Could be more than that. They might give this one sixty. Yeah, okay. late matches usually get sixty. And I, I don't see no, no Jericho way doing sixty at this no, point. No, I can yeah. see him doing thirty. That's why I asked that question. Right, thirty minute draw I can see. A right. sixty minute draw I cannot. Right. I mean, and if the you have a draw, no one wins, no one loses, and everyone kind of saves face. But I don't think they want to do a draw between them. Well, Let's be honest here. I don't think they want to do that. Never say never. Would you want to see a draw at WrestleMania? Yeah. At WrestleMania, it all depends who's no, wrestling. No. But would you, at any match, would you want to see, if any match ended in a weird DQ or count-out finish, would you be happy about that? Yes or no? And once again, it all depends uh, who's wrestling. No, it doesn't. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, it shouldn't no, matter. No, it does. It's the same I mean, mentality here. It's Wrestle no, Kingdom. It's, you, you don't have screw finishes at Wrestle Kingdom. You, you basically have to figure who's in the match. In I don't agree with that sentiment. Because I remember, I, I want to say, I want to say, there wasn't there like a Ryback Mark Henry match that ended in like a like a doing DQ or some screwy finish, and everyone was pissed about it because of WrestleMania. Why are we doing this at WrestleMania? Well, if you look at the WrestleMania thing with Daniel Bryan, how he got screwed, but but he didn't get screwed at WrestleMania. He won at WrestleMania. No, did he, <laughs> was it that he didn't get the belt on? Yes, he did. There was a pay, pay per view. That was wasn't that WrestleMania. Before? Okay, got it. That wasn't WrestleMania. Okay, so you're making my point okay, for okay, me. Okay, okay, you're making my point. But once again, it all depends who's in the match. <laughs> Kelly, this is every this is every show. This is every show here. I mean, you get uh. you get two good wrestlers, <laughs> and you, you know you don't want to see. But that's, that's the point of a dream match, though. That's the whole point of a dream match. Someone's got to win. I understand where my, Kelly's coming from. Right. Jericho would be champion. I would, I'm still going with my original pick of Tanahashi. I'm, I'm, I would. I'm leaning towards Tanahashi. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, Kelly. This is every show. At one day, one, at one point, every time he ends up having some really ridiculous argument. 
This happens every show. <laughs> you know, it, it did this this battle did sound familiar to me. So even though I haven't heard you every week, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to our other our next matchup. Actually you wrote down in my notes over here so I didn't mess up. Based on our picks from earlier, this match is now Naito versus Okada. <laughs> uh, see, there you go. <laughs> I think it matches now. Wow. We're doing this, and um, non-title, obviously. I, I, I kind of think this is their way of getting, putting a win on Okada. What do you think, Kelly? I agree with that 100%. Um, I don't love that this match exists I because I don't like that somebody has to be the loser-loser on this show. Um, like, yes, they're in a couple of very high-profile matches, but I don't love... I mean, what are they going to do with that person who comes out with two high-profile losses? They're going to have to do some kind of... It'll be a reclamation project. And maybe, maybe if they want to save face... I think... Okay, assuming that this is Okada Naito, I 100% think Okada wins because he's just lost his championship. And sometimes the champion loses, they, that's where they can take a few losses. And actually, that is what we saw with Okada last time. He, um, he took his... He lost his championship. Then they had him do a few high-profile losses to guys to help put them over. Then he lost his first two matches uh, at the next G1. So maybe they'll go that way, but it seems like Naito's just so cold right now. The reason I think that Okada could win is because two months down the road, you've got New Japan Cup, a tournament that, oh, my God, I just get so... I'm as excited for that as I am for these shows, almost. Um I wouldn't be surprised to see Naito make a deep run, and that is maybe his uh, his reward for having to do these two jobs. Um, and I didn't know I was going to say that until I just talked myself into it, but <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Naito lost in the first round last year, which was shocking, but, uh, but he did. He was in a high-profile match. I can't remember who it was with, but he lost. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win that to get back on track. I gotta go with uh, Okada and win this one also. I mean, when he had lost his title the first time, you saw a chemical Okada, and I'm just going, "What the heck is he doing?" Oh, the what? balloon, the red balloon and, yes, and the yes, pants. Yeah, am, red the, balloon and pants. What the heck are you doing <laughs> to him? I mean, they're like devaluing him. They're 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 basically making him look like a. A clown. But, but the funny part, I remember that. Because I remember he showed up at All In. And I remember being yeah, on this show. Yes. All In preview. I'm like, I don't care what the storyline of New Japan is. Let Okada be Okada. <laughs> All In, please. We got the, the, the more fun-looking comical Okada. People didn't know what to, how to look at it. You know, whether or not, you know, he's losing his mind or. Yeah. Or, right, here we go. You know, You're gonna Okada that was right. the intent. Yeah. <laughs> the intent was like he was kind of losing his mind. And I was actually on board with it. I wouldn't have wanted it to go on much longer. But in order to do a few losses before he got back on track, I thought it was a good way to freshen up the usual Okada. So so by the time we saw the return to the blonde hair and big badass Okada, we were really excited for it because we had been denied that Okada right. for a while. True. It was goofy. Yeah. But it didn't go on too long, I thought. So it actually kind of rejuvenated my love of the guy. He, 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 the, you're going to get the intense Okada now. True. All right, let's, yeah. get to our, let's get to our main event. It is the IWGP Heavyweight 
and IWGP Intercontinental winner-take-all match. It is Kota Bushi versus Jay White. That's our picks from our first day, so that's our match up here. I'm going to keep going with my pick of Kota Bushi leaving with the belts. And it only makes sense that they end this show with Kota Bushi winning everything. Um, Kelly, am I right in thinking this way? Yes. Um, I think it would be absolutely crazy to have this two-day, first-time two-day event and have somebody like Jay walk out as the champion. Not to say Jay isn't a worthy champion. I His act has gotten so much better in the two years he's been doing it, and he's just got, gotten to this point where before I could take him or leave him, and I thought he was maybe being overpushed to the point where now I really look forward to the work he's doing. Um, but he's effectively the most hated heel in all of Japan. And um, I think it's crazy to have him walk out of uh, Wrestle Kingdom as the guy standing tall. I think the culmination of probably what's going to be about 11 hours of wrestling over two days, being a heel would be a mistake. And for all those reasons and a lot more reasons, I think it's got to be Coda. And you really start... I mean, this is... In the, in the years I've been watching, they haven't really taken a new guy to that level, other than maybe Jay, but but I'm talking the level of Tanahashi, the level of Okada, and I think this cements Kota's spot uh, with those guys. And it's funny, I'm just thinking about just now, this would be the third time in the, in the year that Jay White would lose a massive match like this because he obviously lost to Okada at the, at the Garden and then lost to Ibushi in the G1, and here we go again. I gotta go right. with the quarter only because you want to make him the face of the company. You want to give him the you know the the brass ring and everything comes with it to basically promote your company and do this, the promotion tours. And he's a, a young wrestler, a, a young polished wrestler that basically when you put him on on these tours and he does a promo for the company, I mean he's 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 the person. He's the it factor for right now and down the road I can see Jay White having another match with Okada or Tanahashi and you're still going to get that draw from the crowd because they're both good wrestlers and they're both going to wrestle great matches well that is Wrestle Kingdom That's and we, we got through it in under 90 minutes I'm very proud of us um, <laughs> I'm very proud of us for that well thank you yeah. boss. Um, Kelly why don't you tell everybody where they can find you first things first here uh, you can find me all over social media at Spooky Milk. Um, I don't tweet a lot, but if you tweet at me, I would respond to you. Um, you can find me at Spooky Milk Games on Instagram because I do have a board game company, and I came out with a game called Funded, the greatest show on earth last year. You can get that on SpookyMilkGames.com. Um, and I won't belabor the point, but that is uh, that is what I'm doing with my life primarily at this point, and I'm working on my next one as well. You can listen to me on The Torch. I am the host of both PWT Talks NXT and NWA 10 Pounds of Talk, and I also write the uh, NXT uh, recaps. Last night, my hands were very busy doing that uh, because it was an almost all-wrestling show. It was a great show, and if you haven't seen it, stop what you're doing, which is listening to us, and... Um, and watch that now. It was a great, great episode. Well, as um, as, as Kelly completely reveals to everybody, I mean, we recorded this weeks in advance. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, watch that December 18th show. Sorry. 
Um, These aren't the droids you're looking uh, for. All right, that's it for the show. <laughs> for, for more information on our show, including where you can find and hear our show, go to thelegatash.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, and comments leave running review. Read on the show. And as I said before, patreon.com slash the Blake and Sal show helps support the show. Next week, in the actual timeline when this show's going up, next week, um, we'll be back together, team. And also, I've reached out to one hating lead. Net, and he's, he's coming back from his um, year-long hiatus from the show. Ooh, my mate across the pond. Yeah, yeah. Let's preview NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. There you go. So, good friend of ours. All it's right. been a long time since he's been here. I talked to him recently, and um, he, he's done with his work project. So, he's finally coming back to us. Yeah. It's awesome to hear. Um, like I said, try to rebuild the crew here. It, uh, we had a rough 2019. Uh, 2019 and uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be nice to rebuild our team <laughs> again. Um, and Kelly, thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun, and hopefully you can come back in the future. I would love to, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, talk NXT, talk... Yeah, I actually watch NXT UK as well. Um, but New go. Japan, that's uh, that's my that's my biggie, so... The, yeah. the, there you go. So, all that being said, Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and please, no matter where you are, if you have a local independent wrestling organization... Please support these people. These are young men and women that are trying to make it big in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. And they basically are phenomenal people that are doing phenomenal things. So if you show them your own support, they'll give it back to you. And these young men and women will be there, the future superstars that we look to down the road. Oh, Frankie would kill me if I don't do this. Um, January 10th, Friday, January 10th, is <laughs> Bruce City Wrestling. Rise to Honor 16, the 16th anniversary 16, of Bruce City Wrestling. 16, holy cow. And we are proud sponsors of Bruce City Wrestling, so how, we'll obviously be in attendance. How time flies. Um, Max Maverick Boone, the new champion, defending against dysfunction. Gangrel is on this show versus Chucky Bates. Well, there you go. And we also have a Zach Hendricks and um, the Pumas match. For hair versus hair. Gang grill. So, and Cole st- Cabana is going to be there and oh. all their stuff going on. And boom, boom. Oh, and boom, boom. Um, AEW's newest star, um, um, Melanie Cruz, will be back in BCW with the Band of Honor and a tag team Fatal 4 way match. So, that's going on. Maybe at that time we'll figure out where Bruce D. Bruiser is going. I don't know. But he resigned with Ring of Honor. You didn't hear that news yet? He really? resigned. He resigned. I didn't know that. Yeah, he resigned. He made a big deal out of it yesterday. Really nice. I forgot to tell you that. Okay. All right. That all being said, on behalf of Kelly Wells from PW Torch, I'm Blake. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everybody. Peace out. you so very much. Goodbye and good night.